When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If like me, you've had a good summer, you know what I mean. Too many late nights on the costas, one or two extra hours, a little bit too long in the airport lounge. We've indulged ourselves, haven't we? And we've all put on a little bit of timber. Let me let you in on a bit of a secret. It's called AG1, and it's a nutrition supplement that I personally take every single morning. It's my secret code to start the day. Forget about tea, forget about coffee. I have one shake of AG1 in the morning, and it just supports my immune system for the rest of the day. It sets me off on a good foot to tackle the day, whether I'm going to gym or not going to gym. It's my morning routine. Uh, one shake of AG1 to get me going. It covers all the nutritional benefits that you would possibly need. And it's just one small scoop with a glass of water every morning. When you break it down, it's probably worth about two or three quid per drink, which is pretty good if you ask me. And it's a good daily habit to ensure that you get high quality sourced ingredients into your body before you even start tackling any kind of meals If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Simply go to drinkag1.com slash fightdisciples. That's drinkag1, the number, dot com slash fightdisciples. Check it out. From dad bod to beach god, try AG1. Like me, it might just become part of your daily routine. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. Welcome to the Fight Disciples podcast. This is your preview for the weekend's action that is upcoming. They call it boxing. We call it a circus, but we're going to get stuck into it anyway and uh, give you a little bit of a preview of what is to come uh, this weekend out in Saudi Arabia. Before we get there, please hit subscribe on the podcast. Uh, we are available on YouTube, Fight Disciples there, so you can get involved in the comment section, give us your thoughts on how everything's going to play out this weekend, whether you're going to be consuming it or not. Completely up to you, but you can interact with us there. And if you just want an audio feed, uh, you can get it via our website, fightdisciples.com. Go and get stuck in. We are back. Uh, in our normal surroundings after a week in Abu Dhabi and recording things on a potato without uh, our uh, uh, our esteemed uh, producer. But don't worry, it won't be like that when we go to New York. Everything will be sound when we get to yeah. New York. Everything will be rocking and rolling and we'll be able to get more content your way. All right? So if you've subscribed very, very recently, appreciate you. Thank you very much. Welcome to the party. Let's get stuck in. In fact, before we get stuck in, we're actually recording this on the hours after we've landed from uh, Abu Dhabi. 
showered up, freshened up. You've got yourself a new hat, I can see. Has the postman hey, been? Has the, the postman been to this into the house? Got myself a new hat, as uh, regular viewers will know. I do, I do like a pea hat. So I've got a series of different pea hats. It really annoys our American, um, our American listeners because I have a Philadelphia, I have a Phillies hat. I've got a Pittsburgh Pirates hat. I've got a multitude. This is. Uh, can you guess the team? Can you guess uh, the team? Is it what? Can you give me the sport? Baseball. I, it's I not the. Fi- it's not the Phillies. I, I don't know anything about baseball, mate. So I would say. Pa- I don't know. Go on. Oh, Panthers. Go on, go on. Go- oh, you were close there. I thought you were going to get go, there. Go on. The Padres. This is ah, a- San Diego. San Diego Padres hat, yes. Right, yes, yes, yes. I know nothing about those sports, you see. If it had been a bit of NFL, I might have been able to pull something out the the wall there. But mm-hmm. How's your no. team getting on? Got beat, didn't we? You know, where, you know how we go, we were playing <laughs> on Monday night just as we were setting off and you knew that we were getting beat. We only got beat by four points in the end, but you saw me getting frustrated at 10-0. I saw you. I, I don't know what I'm getting wound up for. The 49ers have blew their great start of the season, so I better just keep your mouth shut. Oh, yeah, only listen, great start. Only one loss. You're fine. You're fine. You're ticking over nice. Ticking over nice. Anyway, did it, people haven't tuned in for NFL or NBA or or, uh, or NHL or, or yeah, or any of that or the M- MLB, whatever. Yeah. They're turning for that. They've turned in for the circus. <laughs> That's what you've come here for. Listen, there is a real game changing moment this week, a proper real game changing moment of which we will highlight a little bit later on in the show. But we'll go on the girls. This. Because that is why you've uh, obviously come to the show. You've come to talk Fury. You've come to talk in Garnu, uh, and whether you're going to consume it or not. My stance on this has not changed. I think we should um, just spend twenty minutes talking about how Francis has got a puncher's chance, like everybody else is probably doing. Oh, mate! Don't start! <laughs> Don't start! <laughs> Listen, I've, I've said I've seen loads of things online. I need to do, start with this actually. Loads of people over the last couple of weeks. Have been uh, saying, "Hey, Mister Hypocrite, what? When you're rocking up in Saudi Arabia? Hey, Mister yeah, Hypocrite, yeah. hey, Mister. When you're when you going to be doing this? When you're going to be doing that? I'm not going to Saudi Arabia. I was asked to go to Saudi Arabia weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I declined it. Declined it for two reasons. Uh, the overall the prime. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. The overriding reason is that it's my wife's. It's a significant birthday for my wife, and I'd rather." Yeah. 21. Do something. I'd rather do that than go and have a mm-hmm. look at a circus in the in the in the Middle East. And also, as well as that, over what eight years of doing this podcast, we 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 try our best to tell you the truth. Right? Everybody who listens to this podcast knows why I went to the Misfits last week to you know try and be honest. I just. I have no problem with the actual night, the event night. You can have fun with the event night, can't you? You mm-hmm. can rock up on the event night and you can talk about, wow, they're trying this. There's a fucking ring coming out the floor. Oh, there's a trapezist mm-hmm. dropping it's a fire. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, this is exactly. a bit innovative. This might, yeah. this is a this is a wicked, wicked event. My problem was dumping me in Saudi Arabia on a Tuesday and expecting four to five days of sell. I yeah. can't sell it. I can't I can't sell it because I know what's happening. It's a circus. It's fun. It's a cash grab. Sound man. I am absolutely no problem whatsoever with Francis Ngannou being the beneficiary of a division that's been an absolute farce for the last three to four <clears throat> years. If he's going to live out 
some type of Rocky Balboa dream at the weekend. Mate, I am absolutely all for it. That dude has swam oceans, climbed mountains. He is a phenomenal human being. I've been lucky enough to spend so much time with him. He got to the top of the tree in the UFC. He hasn't competed for 18 months and he's had knee surgery since, but he's here now. This was his dream. When he was shoveling sand in Cameroon, this was his dream. He wanted to fight heavyweight champions. Well, he's fighting the heavyweight champion now, isn't he? He's fighting yeah. the guy. So yeah. he's got he's got his moment. He's got his 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 the the lunatics have let him into the asylum. Go and run wild, man. Make care. Make care. Go and have a whale of a time this week, Francis. Have a lot of fun. And do you know something? Even though I know for a fact it is never in a million years gonna happen, nothing would please me more if it did. Because that guy is a top guy. Yeah, listen, he deserves this opportunity and he deserves this paycheck. And you know, we're talking in the, in the realms of $10 million guaranteed. That's similar to what the UFC offered them, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the UFC offered them this and he's getting a similar amount. And we all believe, you know, anyone with half a brain can see that if Tyson does Tyson things that Francis has kind of done in boxing because no one's going to give him a second chance down the no. line. But listen, I get it, man. It doesn't matter. This is his dream. He's living out his dream of fighting for the world. Well, he isn't, but he's, he's fighting the world heavyweight champion. So... Fantastic for him. He's got Mike Tyson, who's playing a role in the corner. You know, but I, th- I think that's more superficial than anything else. But it doesn't matter. It's all part of the show, and that is the show. Um, after that, Francis goes back to P- PFL. He goes back to MMA. Yeah. He's, you know, they've made him a head of African talent or whatever it is, or head of Africa. Maybe yeah. he's a he's a fighter liaison. He's in a he's on a contract like Jay Paul, where he can handpick an opponent and get guaranteed pay per view points. Everything else. Fantastic for him. Great. For Tyson, obviously the a lot of frustration in terms of handpicking his opponents yet again. You know, we we kind of we did this show. I remember going towards Chisora and going, right, okay, this is the ultimate gimme, but no more gimmies after this, no more gimmicks. Just define your legacy, please. And then he had the mandatory against his top as as leading contender. Dillian White, and we were all like, well, this is a mismatch again. Come on, man. Well, that was before. White was before was that, Chisora. Was that right before? Yeah, White was first, and then it was Chisora. Yeah, exactly. Was... So you, I feel like, you know, he's not really fought anybody on his level for such a long time. And then, you know, now he's now he's having another another circus fight here with a guy that's, you know, I'll be totally honest, Francis Ngannou wouldn't, make, wouldn't cut it as a Tyson Fury sparring partner. But that's not where, what this is. This is not the best against the best. This is not the very best of fight sport. This is certainly not the bringing together of the baddest versus the baddest or whatever. <laughs> that makes me laugh, man. Whatever, the, baddest man on, exactly. the baddest battle of the baddest or whatever it is. No, that's happening in two weeks' time, mate, in uh, in New York City. That's correct. If you want to know who the baddest man on the planet is, that's when it happens. 100%, yeah. John Jones is the baddest man on the planet and Steve Amiocic well, maybe Steve is, is, is challenging him for his yeah. old title. That That is the battle of the baddest. I, I, Jesus Christ, stop saying that. Stop is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> we know what this is because we tagged it when it was made. This is cash grab in rehab. That's all it is. But if the Saudis are willing to pay for it, if boxing's so much, too much of a coward to step in and allow Tyson Fury to run amok, then the man's going to run amok. He's going to... Listen, Tyson said many times over the years, I'm not motivated by money. I drive a Passat. But he is motivated by money. This is clear to see. And the 50 million or whatever he's going to get from this event, with the 50 million or whatever he's going to get to fight Usyk at the end of the year, maybe early in 2024, proves that. Now, listen, who am I to knock the man for doing that? But you can't 
beat both drums. You can't say, I'm here, I'm the final leg, I'm the greatest. I need to, you know, recognize one of the greatest of all time and cherry pick opponents one after the other after the other. Yeah. I think the Usyk thing, it was unusual to announce it while this fight is still not even taking is place. It? Is it though? But it kind of, it was a way, I think it was a way of kind of saying to proper boxing fans, listen, man, the proper stuff's coming. Yeah, I'm just going to go and do this pantomime because I think everyone yeah. was like, "This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous." Tyson, you know, come on, man, what the hell are you doing? And yeah. I think by announcing Usyk, they've gone. Listen, we know this is a joke. We know this is that. Correct. That's this exactly. is a shed load of money, and we're going to make all this shed load of money. We're all we're all involved. Going to get very very rich, and then we'll do the proper stuff. That's exactly what this is. So Mate, don't. That's the- that's the exact reason for for announcing the Usyk thing pre yeah. uh, Francis Ngannou. The reason for doing it is to appease the situation. Everybody knows it's a farce. It's an absolute farce. And come Sunday morning, if they wouldn't have announced Usyk and that they won't have a picture of Usyk in the ring with Tyson Fury yeah. and it being officially signed, sealed and delivered and everybody giving it the thumbs up, like if you remember when Canelo and Triple G fought, they had them in the ring and bosh, it was done for the morning after. Yeah. If they didn't have that, then there'd be outcry because people are going to watch just a calamity on Saturday night. That's what they're going to watch. Now, I've no doubt that the people listening to this are going to tune in out of pure curiosity. You're going to tune in for that so we could all join in on the conversation when we come back to it on Monday. But without the appeasement of, but he's he is doing this in four weeks. You know what I mean? He is yeah. going to do this undisputed heavyweight title fight the first time since 1999. Without that, you have an absolute, you just have a joke, you have a farce, you have yeah. a circus, but you appease it by saying, right, we've all had a fun, now we're going on to the proper stuff. That's the only reason it's been done. Yeah, and listen, when you look back in the history of boxing, you know, it's not like Muhammad Ali fought the number one contender every single time. There was nope. opportunities in there to make money and fight other contenders, I get it, but it's just been a common denominator with Tyson, and there is no, we still haven't had the AJ fight. You know, we, we still haven't had the Usyk fight, obviously. We still haven't had fights against many of the leading contenders. You can count on one hand the number of top contenders he's fought in his entire career. Right. Just what you just said there about Muhammad Ali, because people have kept bringing this up to me as well. Well, Muhammad Ali did like that exhibition fight with uh, Yonlad, didn't he, in Japan, and when he could scoot on his backside. Yeah. And then, I you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All that. Go and look at that situation. At the point of taking that fight, Muhammad Ali had already had, I think, a couple of fights that year. He'd already had 13, 14 world title fights to that point. Mm -hmm. And then within, I think, two months of that fight, guess what he was doing? I think he was backing with Joe Frazier. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So Mm -hmm. there's, there's, I suppose, a similar narrative that you've already booked another fight straight after it with with the top of the top. Does it get better yeah. than uh, Alexander Usyk? Fair play. But when you look at Tyson Fury to this point, he's been involved in six world title fights. Three of them have been against the same block and two of them yeah. have been against uh, people uh, that he's already previously beaten. Obviously, he'd already beaten Wilder when he went back in with him another time. And he'd already beaten Chisora on several occasions. He's taken that mm-hmm. one mandatory against the Dillian White in there as well, defended on a couple of occasions. So it's not really a stellar standout resume. Everybody keeps... It's the it's the chat, I think, that is frustrating for a lot of fight fans. They'll look at the Fury chat. I'm the greatest of this generation. I'm the greatest of this era. Well, okay, that's you saying that. And maybe we believe it with an eye test looking at you. Yeah, of course. We, think, we think that you can beat all these other fellas. But your stats and numbers don't rack up, pal. There's a person mm-hmm. in your era 
who's had 12 World Championship heavyweight fights. He's, he's, he's been, you know, he's defended seven times. Yeah. You've not done that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Anthony Joshua is the guy of this era because my eye test would point me towards Tyson Fury. But men At least lie, he's wrong I mean, the dice. Listen, men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie, pal. Numbers don't lie. We need to see numbers. We need to see facts and figures. We need to see stats. We, if we're going to be talking about the undisputed guy for this era, you need to remove all doubt. Right yeah, now, I was wondering questions. Of course. And listen, I was watching the, the there was a pre preview released in the last 24 hours. I watched the Carl Frampton head to head thing um, with Nganu and 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 uh, and Tyson, and I also watched the, the the there was something on Top Rank as well, like a a Riyadh festival kind of preview thing as well. And the amount of sound bites on there from fucking sound boxes, people who are basically saying shit to get on fucking telly, it's embarrassing. But there was a point there where they were like, you know, Ty never mind Tyson Fury being one of the greats. There's a good conversation now that he is the greatest heavyweight of all time. Who said and that? Like, How can you fucking say that? Watch it. How can you possibly Who said say it? that? I don't want to put, call him out, but go and watch it. For everyone here, go and watch it. On I know for a fact it's our Top Ranks YouTube channel. It was put up in the last 24 hours. Right. Go and watch it for yourself. Listen for the voice. Listen, it is what it is. But it, bear in mind, people are <laughs> saying shit to get work. It's fucking absolute bollocks. But anyway, it is what it is. And over the I've, – I've felt this way anyway. And listening to Tyson, the way he's speaking, just like we were looking fortunate enough to be around him so much with the three Wilder fights – you went to all three. I went to the latter two. And we got this version of Tyson Fury where he was like, this is what I'm going to do. And he did exactly that. And he's doing the same thing here with Nganu. He's saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna duck. I'm going to weave. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to slip. I'm going to jab. I'm going to hit you. And he says, Francis Nganu will not get out six rounds. And that's the way I've felt from the very beginning. Francis mm -hmm. Nganu is a big, huge guy. But just like Conor McGregor, there's a difference between holding your hands here, ready to defend the takedown, down by your chest, and holding your hands here, protecting your chin. MMA fighters aren't used to keeping their hands this high. And it burns your shoulders out, lifting your elbows this high. Try and keep your elbows up that high. And, and shadow box just for fucking four, three-minute rounds. You'll be exhausted. It takes years of boxers keeping their hands up here to build the shoulder strength. It's exactly what happened with McGregor. His shoulder, his, he couldn't take it anymore. His hands started to drop, and then Floyd had a field day. Not that Floyd couldn't have had a field day from round number one, by the way, but he mm -hmm. let him have his moments. When he was tired out, he played with him. Tyson Fury has basically said, you'll have your moments. I'm going to slip. I'm going to duck. I'm going to weave. I'm going to parry. I'm going to put my chin behind my shoulder. All that stuff, and Francis won't be able to land a clean shot. But after two or three rounds... Francis is going to have absolutely nothing left in the tank. And what Fury's saying is, then I'm going to put my foot down, then I'm going to smash you to bits, and then I'm going to get Mr. Usyk in the ring. And that's exactly what's going to happen. There you go. And can we have £21.95 for that, please? Or, or what is it? if you're in America, bucks. $80. <laughs> and that $80 in America for kids, that's not HD. That's fucking, yeah. honest to God. HD, I think, is $100. Oh, dear. Oh dear, oh dear. But you know what? And this is why, this is why, well, I'm going to watch it obviously because it's my job, but there's, there's only one element I'm looking forward to. And one, I'll say, there's fights on the undercard I'm looking forward to. We'll come yeah, on very to much second. So. But two, 
it's just the rumours coming out of Saudi Arabia about multiple rings, about rings coming out of the floor, about yeah. indoor trapeze artists and fireworks and all the fucking stuff. It's basically going to be, remember the start of Rocky IV? Yeah. Where the, where the ring comes out the floor with, yeah. with Dolph standing there and then Apollo comes out and it's living, living in America. And the big like lion head cracks on ah, ah. and his fireworks. That's exactly what it's going to be like. That's yeah. on Stead's resource. Listen, the one thing you can't knock about the promotion of this fight so far, awesome. fight, I use that loosely term, it's been outstanding. Some of those yeah. little preview shows, uh, sorry, the preview uh, clips, the little yeah. mini documentaries. The MSG no, Sphere in Vegas, oh mate. Oh, my God. No, the MSG Sphere advertising alone was half a million dollars. Just yep. for that one one hit of advertising cost five hundred thousand dollars. The Saudis don't give a damn, man. They've got the they've got the money to make the biggest show. And what they've done here is some of the promo, even the imagery of everything. It looks, looks awesome. incredible. It really does. And I've got to be honest, I'm a, I'm kind of gutted. It's not Usyk because if it was Usyk, we'd have gone straight there from Abu Dhabi. Both of us, we'd have gone because. I would love to be around the show of it to go, wow, this is Saudi Arabia basically flexing their muscles to the world to go, this is how you do a heavyweight, a big heavyweight fight. But again, <laughs> the the circus act, you've got the best heavyweight boxer on the planet. And just to reiterate, a guy making his professional debut, yeah. a complete and utter boxing novice. If Tyson Fury wanted to win this fight in round number one, he could. And don't kid yourself to think he couldn't. Correct. He won't, but mate, he could. No, he won't do because he knows his he knows his role. Listen, mate, give him some money's worth. Give him four or five rounds. You know what I mean? We've all paid to exactly. come to this, and then we'll exactly. get him in, and we'll all, all do what we need to do. The pomp and ceremony throughout the whole course of the week, away from the commentary and the commentators saying, "Oh, he's got a punch of chance." He's the lineal MMA UFC champion. What is making that? Up, making, up, up, <laughs> making shit up. He's the lineal MMA UFC. <laughs> he had fought in the UFC for 18 months. Oh, a, there is a heavyweight champion in the UFC. There is one there. Who is, by the way, the greatest of all time. And he's he, he is ranked as the greatest MMA fighter of all time. And the guy he's fighting in two weeks' time in New he's York the greatest heavyweight. is the greatest heavyweight the UFC has ever had. So, and, and anyway. that greatest heavyweight, by the way, is one on one with Francis Ngannou. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. Any, but anyway, any, anyway, anyway, don't steal the headline, you. Just, just the, just the cop. Forget the commentary. Just move that to the side. Forget the sound bites. Forget the people trying to sell it to you. Just take a step back and look at the visual of it, because the visual of it could be something quite spectacular. And who knows, man? This could be the start of of uh, the revolution of the way that boxing is presented to us in the future, mm -hmm. because Saudi Arabia aren't going anywhere. They're going to dominate the heavyweight landscape. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And then the super, super, super fights of the other divisions, I wouldn't be surprised if they start to invest in them at some point. But right now they want to dominate that heavyweight space. So this is where we're going to be for some time. Forget your Vegas, forget your Madison Square Garden. I don't think they're going to get anything. They're not going to get a look in uh, with the heavyweight landscape. Whilst Tyson Fury is still champion and still uh, still rock and rolling. So, like you just said, rings coming out of the ground, trapeze artists, yeah. fire, flamethrowers, two rings, all this. Mate, it's going to look yes. And then the bell goes. And then we're all going to realise what the crack is, right? But I'm sure everybody that has gone out there and that is covering it, 
I think it's a content maker's dream. Oh yeah, this week it's a con. That's the that's the best way of describing it. It's a content maker's dream. It's going to be Instagrammable all over. If if you don't actually give a shit about what you're making content about, yeah. Well, there's no there's no surprise here that it's a seven fight card and six of the fights are heavyweight fights. That that says everything about Saudi that they've gone, mate. We want and and the only extra one, by the way, is Jack McGann versus Roberto Duran's son. Jack McGann's a former standout MMA fighter who's now moved over to boxing. And doing and doing really well in boxing, by the way, trained by Martin Murray. And Roberto yeah. Duran Jr. is Roberto Duran Jr. So there's head there's a headline there. So good luck. Listen, everyone on the undercard, fantastic man. And what an what an opportunity. What an experience. That's where I've the got, boxing's at. I've got I've got some good well, we've got some good fun to have with this uh this undercard because the standout fight is obviously Fabio Wardley against David Adelaide, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um Someone's and, always got to go, and they ate each other. Yeah, and obviously the British Boxing Board of Control have got themselves involved in this now. I think it's about it was about seven days ago, eight days ago, something like that, where they because uh, originally it wasn't going to be for the for the trinket. Yeah, uh, but Lonsdale Belt is uh, is going to be on the line there. Fabio Woodley gets the opportunity to defend his uh, his belt against uh, David Adelaide. I think it's a great fight. Okay, it spilled out on that red carpet, and they were all being silly beggars. And I, you know, they're very very lucky that nobody got hurt or got. To a stage where they ended up having to pull out the fight, it's on. I think they're very evenly matched. I've been impressed with both of these guys at certain points. Then I've been disappointed with these guys at certain points. Maybe they have showed their rawness and their and their noviceness. This yeah. is a this is exactly what boxing's supposed to look like at this stage of these two lads' career. You know, yeah. great matchmaking. I think. I think they'll knock shit out of each other. I really do, mate. I think they'll have a... Wardley's not, uh, you know, he doesn't take a step backwards. Adelaide doesn't take a step backwards. They're not going to stand on ceremony and just feel each other out. These two don't no. like each other and they're going to have it. So I think this alone, that well, this alone, this is the standout fight on the undercard for me. Yeah, interesting that the British Boxing Board of Control, uh, who are controlling the event, were led to believe no one... no. No uh, mention yet of whether they're actually involved in the main event, but the rest of the undercard, for sure, the six-fight undercard, is under the remit of the British Boxing Board of Control. They are uh, providing the officials and everything else, um, which is interesting because Wardley versus Adelaide, as I mentioned on Monday when we were still in Abu Dhabi, that's the that'll be the first British title fight contested overseas, uh, not in a British territory, So, which is... Which is massive. It's a massive thing, um, but also shows that money talks. Don't it? At the end of the mm. day, <laughs> do whatever you want if you want enough money. But listen, there's some fun stuff on there. Parker against Keynes, an interesting fight. Simon Keynes at London Olympian, not really done much since. But go, I think he's undefeated. The Canadian, the big Canadian heavyweight, or he's lost one in about 24, 25 fights. He's been nowhere near this level. Of course, but he gets a massive opportunity. Carlos Tackham fights Martin Bacoli, Scotland's very own Martin Bacoli. He's been crying out to fight anybody and sundry. He finally gets a fight with Carlos Tackham. They won't have to go looking for each other. Mahmoudov's on this card. He looks like a, a real dangerous prospect in this heavyweight division. And that's the one I'm laughing at. If you remember, if you remember, if you remember when um, I had. That conversation. When you had Frank on and you were like, get him to fight Makhmadov. And he was like, Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the well, card, man. Frank, 
Yeah, yeah he's, on, he's on the card. Notice the team has got a wonderful opportunity here because, listen, everybody knows that he's a hot prospect. He's still a baby, he's still a teenager. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. He's he's really impressed me with some of the things that he's come up. This is, makes perfect sense if, yeah. to put your next generation, your hot prospect on this card, showcase him. I'm sure he will deliver. He won't be phased by the moment. Um, they've got him a kid who's going to throw punches in his direction, though, as well. Yeah, I think that's that good. Van Bernath is, I think he's Hungarian or something like that, but he's based in the US, and I've, I think of his 10 wins, eight of them are by knockout. So good. he's going to have some aspirations, and that's what that's what Moses needs. He needs someone who's going to have a go back. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, I'm uh, not hating on the card at all. No, mate. And I'm glad that Jack has got an opportunity. What a wonderful... You know, he's done it the hard way as the lad, you know. He was, as you've just alluded to there, mate, he's come from MMA, moved into boxing. He's working with Martin Murray, but he's been doing it on the small holes. He hasn't yeah. really been given the the opportunity to to shine on TV. I know that he's, he's had a couple of little glimpses of early prelims and all that type of thing. This is massive. So fair play to Jack, fair play to Jack McGann, because I know how hard he works. So good mm. luck to him. Um and what a name, you know, yeah. Roberto Duran's lad stood across from you. Sweet, Fucking man. Crazy, go on, lad. Um, yeah, go in. Go, go and take your opportunity. And with you being the curtain jerker, light it up. Yeah, Don't man. stand on ceremony. Because I would imagine, from our experiences of watching fights, mainly in Abu Dhabi, uh, and obviously I've been in Saudi Arabia for the year, Joshua Rusik, they do get in early. It's a yeah. very different culture. It's a very different culture of consuming... Uh, sport, they're in early. It's a show for them, as we're alluding to here. So there'll be a crowd in Jack. Go for it, man. Absolutely, uh, take, take the opportunity. But like I said, the, the highlight for me on this card is uh, is Ward versus Adelaide. I think it'll be absolutely brilliant. I'm looking forward to seeing Joseph Parker, as I always do. I just want him to show me the old Joseph Parker. Let's go through the gears, man. Let's uh, let's get that hand speed going. And I know that Arsenal Beck McMoodov who I recommended to Mr. Warren, um, is the absolute business. So I'm expecting yeah. him to be devastating. Are they, uh, are they all 10-rounders as well, aren't they? Other than Adelaide and, and Wardley, I think the rest of them are all 10-rounders. Yeah, the British title fight's 12, obviously. But the uh, rest yeah. of it is... Uh, is what's, what's what's the uh, circus? Is that, is that 10 as well, is it? It's when Tyson wants to finish it, mate. I think it's oh, six. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what it's scheduled for. It is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. sure it'll be fun. I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a lot of fun this week. You're going to be lapping up the content. You'll smile at some of it. I'm sure you'll get some, like we said, regarding the promos that they've put together. There's oh, going to be visually some, on TV, it's going to look there's sick. Going to be some, it's going to look there's amazing. going to be some movie type shit yeah. coming your way this week. It's yeah. going to look the business. And hopefully that continues into the Usyk fight. And I'm looking forward to Alexander. He better be wearing a stony. If he's not wearing a stony on Saturday night, I'm going to be fuming with the lad. Right? Get your stony on. Get, get in that off. ring and cause absolute havoc. Just smile at him. Say, I'll see you soon. See you soon, Belly. That's what he wants to be doing, doesn't he? <laughs> do you think, do you think, because we were, I'm doubting it that they can turn it around for December 23rd, but they seem adamant. So. Everybody, everybody I speak to is adamant yeah. that it's December 23rd for Usyk. But why? This is what I don't understand. Who the, f with all due respect, who the hell wants to be, never mind Saudi Arabia, anywhere away from home on Christmas Eve? It, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Plus, Christmas Eve is a tough time. You know, a lot of people in the, the economy right now, the recession, 
yeah. a lot of people are, are say you know saving every penny for Christmas as it is, and to to throw a pay per view on two days before you know day before Christmas Eve just seems absolutely mental to me. So it, it's mad that. This is not the only one as well. You know, we're, we're told that Ben Eubank is desperately trying to be made for, for, for December the 23rd. What right. is going on with this December the 23rd date? Why has this no really become so appealing to everybody? I've everybody got no wants to be Balboa, mate. Everybody wants yeah. that Rocky Christmas Day vibe, don't they? That's what they're if all after. If you're going to do it, then fucking rock it on Christmas Day. Go all in. Don't do it on fucking December the 23rd. But yeah, listen, I, I selfishly, I, you know, I don't want to be in Saudi Arabia on Christmas Eve. I don't think anybody would want to be in, in Saudi Arabia on Christmas Eve. Again, all due respect to Saudi Arabia, but it's a time to, you know, for people from Christian countries to be with their loved ones. It's the biggest celebration of the year. So hey, I want to be singing. Shaking, I want to be singing "Shaking Stevens" in my local boozer, man. I'm not here for fucking exactly. December 23rd watching the fight. Push yeah. it into January. Let's have a bit of uh, New Year's Thank sunshine, you. eh? There we go. There we go. And we're all in. You're gonna have to, you got the fight disciples there, boys. On on mass, if we go January, perfect. Uncle Frank's yeah. listening. He knows. Hey, I don't think he's got this far. <laughs> listening to us. Yeah, yeah. Mate, out of yeah. all. Frank's the one I'm most confident that doesn't listen to us. Right? He just does his own thing. And that's why he's been in the game for 30, 40, 50 years, man. He's just been absolutely smashing his back doors in. Yeah, true. There's a lot, true. there's a lot that do listen to us. I'm si- I'm seeing a lot of noises from uh certain promoters um repeating the things that we've been saying for the last five to six years. Fair yeah, play, man. Listen, and, follow and it through and you'll get the support us. from us, no doubt about it. And and one of those Big things that we've been pushing for the last seven years, and now it's actually happening. The game mm. is changing, not in Saudi Arabia, Uncle Frank. The game is changing in Orlando, Florida, where the first lady of fighting, Amanda Serrano, and their opponent, let's let it be said, Daniela Ramos as well, have agreed, signed, sealed, and about to deliver a 12 threes women's championship fight. Tremendous, tremendous. This is what women's boxing needs now. It's, it's already headline news. It's already main eventing. It's already a pay-per-view spectacle. It's already unification rich. We've already got a dozen or more star names that can carry a show. This is the moment. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's only for the elite. It's only for the championship roster. But yeah, absolutely. 12 three-minute rounds. That means... Pay parity with the men. That means respectability with men's boxing. That means no more women's championship boxing, championship boxing. No. And I love the poster as well, where it just scrawled out the word women and it just says championship boxing. Correct. Correct. That's what exactly what it should be. Listen, Incredible. this is what it needed. We always said this. We always, it was either going to be the promoter that has to go first or it had to be the fighter that went first. And it was never yeah. going to be the promoter because it's going to cost no. them money. Now, Take your hat off to Jake Paul, who is the promoter, the person that is connected to this whole scenario. And obviously he's put a lot of love and time and finances into yeah. Amanda Serrano. And Amanda Serrano has mentioned this on a couple of times in, in press conferences in the past. So I've no doubt that she's getting weighed in financially and her opponent Ramos. But for them to then campaign, do it, get a petition together, get 20 odd, 25 other uh, female fighters to sign. Yeah, I'm in. I'm doing three minute rounds as well. Is absolutely the way forward. She's the trailblazer. She's the one that has taken the bull by the horns and pushed this through and long may that continue. And I hope that both these girls 
because of this, I mean, it might not even go 12 threes, but I genuinely believe that three-minute rounds for female fighters will, will enable them to produce the moments that are needed to, to capture the imagination of fans around the world to grow the sport. And I'm talking about viral moments. Of course, I'm talking about knockouts. That's why you're here. Let's be dead brutally honest about it. You don't turn up for pitter-patter, do you? Don't get me wrong. The sweet science is a, is a beautiful thing to watch. But when someone sets up a knockout shot, there's nothing more sweeter than that. And these female athletes can do it. I know they can do it. At the top level, they can absolutely do it. And I'm so glad that Amanda Serrano is the one that is pushing it forward because, like you said, a resume stacks up as one of the greatest female fighters yeah. of all time. Um, so I'm, I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to this. And by the way, this is Friday night, isn't it? That's Friday. It's not Saturday, That's it's on Friday night. No, it's Friday night. It's on the zone. It's unmissable. It's history in the making. Cannot wait for that. Yeah. That's absolutely. the real stuff. Um there is also uh, another fight on Saturday night. You've just mentioned Dazon there. Uh, Oshaki yeah. Foster, we've been highlighting him a bit recently, and he, he's looked super, super impressive in the uh, in the super uh, featherweight uh, division. Obviously, WBC championship on the line for him and Mr. Hernandez. Uh, again, another Dazon fight. This one's taking place in, in Cancun in Mexico. This is where we should have gone. I know, but listen, we can't complain. We've just come back from Abu Dhabi. But Cancun, Mexico, this time of year. The Coco Bongos or something like that, isn't it? Uh, Cancun, yes, that's, that's the one. That's the one. That's a bit that's of me. That's that's a bit <laughs> of me. But listen, Oshaki Foster's here on Merit. You know, this is a kid that Talented. lost a couple of his early fights. You know, I think in his early part of his career, he went like eight and two or nine and two or something like that. But he's put a 10-11 fight win streak together. He's picked up this WBC world title. He's made himself into a star. And, you know, he deserves a main event like this. So, yeah, even though there might not be a ton of eyeballs on it because of the spectacle that's going on in Saudi Arabia, it's still going to be a, a belt and world title fight. Hernandez is a top contender with a lot more experience as well. Yeah. Um, make sure you play uh, a little bit of bingo this week because you're going to consume everything, aren't you? You're going to consume all the content, all the commentators that are going to be saying uh, various things. So get your bingo cards out now. Write down them. Every time you hear Puncher's Chance, do a, a shot. shot. Do a shot. You know how it works. Yeah. Every time you hear Lineal MMA UFC champion, do a <laughs> shot. Come on. <laughs> do those things. Make sure, you, make sure you rock them in there. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, have a bit of fun with it. Don't take life too seriously. Keep smiling, no doubt. Correct. And we'll be back Monday to obviously, hopefully, get extremely excited about a date and a time of the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship of the World. Let's hope that Tyson doesn't break his hands or uh, jinx him. Jesus or get a cut or something like that. Listen, these things can happen. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Sh- get, a cut, get a cut shaven before the bell. Exactly, man. Play silly games, get silly prizes. You never know, yeah. man. You never no, know you're fingers. right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, fingers crossed. And Gary might happen. take him down and choke him out. <laughs> can you imagine if he shit? Oh, mate, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> Francis has just gone. Right. I'm just going to spear him. I'm just going to shoot from across the side of the octagon, octagon, the side of this cage, and I'm just going to absolutely pummel him through the floor. Oh, Oh, mate. Don't do that, Francis. Come on. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't don't do a Dylan Dennis. Leave it, lad. (laughs) Oh, dear. Enjoy it, kids. As you say, it's a circus. It's a bit of a freak show. It's a bit of fun. Don't complain about it no more. I'm done complaining now. I've done yeah. this show. That was my last bit of reality. Now I'm going to enter the Matrix. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. I've got a few pals around for a fancy dress party. Are you, dress, are you dressing up as? 
He dressed up as Tyson and Francis. Which one you go into the party as? It's Halloween, isn't it? It's I think Halloween. I think for obvious reasons, I'm going to go as Tyson Fury. Yeah, I'll leave uh, Francis for somebody else. Yeah, love that. Yeah, can't wait. Sit on, sit on your throne, mate. Like he uh, in that walkout that he did for uh, exactly. Deontay Wilder. Bit of Patsy Klein. Let's go. Beautiful. Uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in. Little bit of fun there for you. Leave uh, all your comments in the uh, comment section, obviously on YouTube. Subscribe, like the channel, get stuck in, uh, and we'll be back Monday, of course, uh, to uh, give you a full review of all that. Uh, circus anyway uh thanks for tuning in you can get an audio feed via our website fightdisciples.com hit the button uh like and subscribe and we'll catch you next time thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via itunes